Hello, everyone. Welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. Today is Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy. If you recall last week, we spoke with Angela Tompkins about leaning in on racism, and we shared stories because sometimes trauma needs a witness. This week, we're going to kick off our celebration of generations with baby boomer Nate Waters. So, Nate, if you'd please introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. All right. I'd be happy to, Bill. And uh, as I always say, good morning, family. Good afternoon, family. Good evening, family, at whichever time you watch or listen to this podcast. Uh, My name is Nathan Earl Waters, full name, birth name. Um, Everybody calls me Nate. Uh, I've been at Consumers Energy now for 40, going on 41 years. Um, I am currently in the position of people and culture, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. And uh, very, very happy and pleased to be here this day. Thanks again for joining us. And so we're going to talk about baby boomers today, and that's the generation that was born between 1946 and 1964. And uh, I want to make sure everyone understands that uh, Nate will be talking about being a baby boomer, but Nate doesn't necessarily represent all baby boomers, so he's not the spokesperson for them. But we did want to get Nate's perspective. So I'm going to start right out with what is your current well-being priority? Oh, boy, great question. My current well-being priority is the well-being and uh, mental, emotional, and physical state of our employees here at Consumers Energy. Um, being in people and culture and also working in uh, ministry outside of this place, uh, I am very concerned uh, to where our employees' heads are, especially in light of what's going on in the world uh, and our organization. So the physical, mental, emotional, and even the spiritual well-being of our employees, coworkers, or our family, as I call them. Well, and that's an interesting answer to me, Nate, because when I asked about personal well-being, you talked about our brothers and sisters that we all work with. Thank, thanks for that answer. That was very insightful. So as a, as a boomer or baby boomer, how do you feel your generation is different from other generations? Oh, boy. Another great question. Being a baby boomer and being born in the latter part of the 50s, I think what differs is my life experiences. Um, You know, as you grow older in age, you experience more. Uh, And being uh, living in the end of the civil rights movement and, and looking at what's going on now, I've experienced some of the very things that the youth are going through. And I think for me personally, I can deal with it a little better emotionally because, as I said, I've seen this movie before. Uh, Not to the extent that I do now, but I've seen the relics. And and so uh, the things that I went through makes me different than the generation now, um, among other things. It's, It's kind of funny that you say that. I've seen this movie before because I remember when I started here at Consumers Energy about 26 years ago, I had a lot of great mentors, um, but some of them, you kind of chuckled because they would say things like, you know, I've se- we've done this before, I've seen this before, you know, we've, I've seen this movie before, and now I find myself becoming that person mm-hmm. uh, to chuckle about a little bit because I have seen some of these movies before. So it's a, it's an interesting perspective from where we started to where we're at today. So you were born in the 50s and you lived through a lot. Can you tell us about one defining moment or event that really sticks in your memory more than any others? 
yes. I um, I was six years old uh, when I first heard uh, Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech. Um, watching it on a black and white TV with the knobs that turned. Uh, sometimes the knobs would break and you'd have to use a pair of pliers to turn the channel. Uh, we only had three channels, four maybe if you were lucky, uh, 247, uh, nine, well, I think was a Canadian channel, and then they added channel 50. So that I'm, I'm really aging myself right now um, from the era of uh, rabbit ears as antennas. Uh, but I remember uh, that speech. And uh, it was a defining moment uh, for me as an African-American uh, in my community. And, 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 and some of the quotes uh, uh, that are so vivid when he says, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed, uh, that all men are created equal. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, things like that that resonate even to this day. And uh, fast forward in uh, 2013, um, I actually happened to visit the plaza in DC to uh, relive the 50th anniversary. And I had an opportunity to stand where Dr. King stood and look out over the plaza and envision what he saw. I had an opportunity to talk to folks uh, in my era now and in that time that actually were present and get their um, uh, rendition and, and their opinions about what happened, both black and white. So, you know, a defining moment, Dr. King's message and then to be able to stand where he stood and relive it in my, in my own lifetime uh, was truly a defining moment, brother. Um, and it sticks out to this day. What an, an amazing experience because myself and most everyone I know has listened to that speech. But to have to actually watch it unfold and see it live and then be able to celebrate the 50 year anniversary, that's just, that's yeah. incredible. Um, just incredible. Uh, words words can't even come to my mind right now to describe how that must have felt. So thank you for sharing that with us. That That's amazing. Thank you for asking. So you've been at Consumers for a couple of years. Could you tell us about your career and ultimately what makes you feel successful? Oh, wow. Well, my career at Consumers Energy started as a meter reader. I was in meter reading for 10 years, uh, moved into gas service. Uh, spent uh, five years there before I got transferred into gas distribution, uh, a little bit of time in facilities, and then back in gas service. Um, a total of 30 years going on there. And then after 30 years, I was placed into the uh, safety culture department or, or um, program uh, with four very amazing people. And we had an opportunity to teach safety culture to every employee in this organization. So. Over, the, over a period of about three and a half to four years, I literally uh, saw the faces of every employee at this organization, um, except for maybe in the last year, those newbies. I call them my consumer's babies. But it was an awesome experience being in people and culture. And, and now, uh, I mean, in safety culture, and now being in people and culture, an extension of that career and having the ability to be a part of change uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, which is definitely in my wheelhouse, um, taking care of folks, uh, looking out for their well-being, uh, being able to uh, build and create an inclusive environment where everybody's valued, 
uh, brother, it doesn't get much better than that for me. Uh, so my career uh, has been great. Uh, I am living my best life right now, even in uh, even at 63. You know, I'm not ashamed of my age. And I think what makes me successful is the people that I surround myself with. Because uh, none of this, none of what I do, uh, could I do it without the people in my life. Uh, starting with my parents, who trained me and raised me and reared me well, uh, taught me how and what it looks like to be a productive member of society, in spite of, of some of the things that we've experienced in the past as a Black family. Um, uh, my big Christian ethics, uh, regardless to what your faith is or religion or religious beliefs, if you have moral and ethical standards and they're taught to you in a family structure, you have a tendency <laughs> to stay with that. Um, and so I think that adds to my excess more than anything of my upbringing. Um, and then again, the people that surround me, people like yourself, Bill, uh, this team that I'm on, uh, the people in culture, uh, family, um, all those leaders, uh, you know, we're in this together and I could not do it by myself. Uh, so I think that's the key to my success. If I could say I'm successful, uh, that would be the key. Well, I, I think you can say you're successful. And I, I see uh, a, con a connection here, if you will, that uh, Dr. King gave his speech and, and changed the world. We still have a lot further to go. Sure. but really did change the world with that speech. Uh, and we fast forward to your career here at Consumers Energy with the work that you've done, um, especially in and around safety culture and now in diversity, equity, and inclusion, you are changing our world here at Consumers Energy. So I really want to thank you for that because sometimes we lose sight of the difference we make in others' lives. I appreciate uh, it, brother, and I'm honored. I'm honored to be a part. So you've done some great things. Where do you go from here? What's what's your plan going forward now? <laughs> wow. To continue, man, to be authentic and genuine, um, to continue to help wherever I can in whatever capacity I can, uh, to be useful. Man, I tell you, um, I like to say I have a plan, but my creator has a greater plan. So wherever he takes me or she takes me, depending on how you and what you believe, whatever the God of the universe takes me is where I'm going to go. Because if you had asked me 10, 15, 20 years ago, would I be sitting in my living room talking to Bill Crager, uh, uh, being in people in culture or safety culture, it's no way I would have believed that. Uh, planned on retiring at about 58, 59, going and sitting on a beach somewhere with a with a drink and an umbrella in it and, and just re reject, re relaxing. But now as it stands, I have an opportunity to continue and create change uh, in our company and hopefully in our world. So sky's the limit. Sounds like big plans, big plans. <laughs> so what's one piece of advice that you would want to give to others in your generation based on your experiences? In those baby boomers, man, I tell you, I would say um, be open-minded. Uh, as we get older, we can get stuck and settled in our ways, uh, whether it's uh, culturally, you know, um, religiously. Uh, uh, we can get stuck 
And so be open-minded, be willing to listen, especially to the young folks. Always be open to learn new things and continue to fight for that which is right. Um, don't think that you're useless because you've gotten older, because our youth really depend on us for leadership because we have paved the way and we need to continually share our struggles as well as our successes. Uh, there's a saying, and I won't give an exact quote, but there's a saying that if we don't remember the hard things in our past, we're destined to repeat them. And so in light of what's going on right now, and, and as I said earlier, seeing this movie before, uh, even though I've seen this movie, there's still some new pieces to it. Uh, when you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and of course, all lives matter. And, and I say that when people say that, I say, yes, absolutely. All lives absolutely matter. But now you got a piece of your family that's black and they need your attention. <laughs> so along with everything else, black lives are now mattering and they have mattered. So continue that fight. And, and um, you know, uh, again, we are we are uh, we set the path and we have to share with them and, and, and support them, the youth, as they come up and be their greatest supporters. Don't get stuck. Don't be stuck in your ways. Be open and support our youth. Great words of wisdom. We are getting to that point in the podcast where we'll be kind of wrapping stuff up. But I wanted to ask you one more thing. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we close out the podcast today? Yes, yes. First of all, I'd like to thank my leadership um, at Consumers Energy for taking a stance on uh, saying it's not uh, enough to be not racist, but to take an anti-racist stand and 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 support uh, not only our organization but the world. Um, as a union representative, union leader, uh, nationally as well as locally, we too have also taken that stand from a union perspective, and we 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 walk arm in arm, hand in hand with companies around the world that support this awesome initiative and, and bringing awareness to what's going on for all people. So, you know, just thanking my organization, my union and my company, those leaders, uh, Sister Patty Poppy and her uh, leadership team, um, Craig Wright, uh, Jimmy Slevin, who is my national president, all those folks that are standing in the gap, that are speaking up and literally putting our lives are on the line, to be honest, to be honest with you, um, our lives, our, our reputations, our, our stands for that's what's right. Those are things that uh, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to step out and say, knowing uh, the opposition. So I'm proud of my organization, union and the company. I'm proud of the leaders here, both formal and informal, those workers that work in the field as well as those that are in the office. I'm so grateful and thankful. And uh, in parting, I would just encourage them to continue to fight and be the best that you can be. Thank you so much, Nate, for sharing what it's like to be a baby boomer with our audience. And thank you to the audience for tuning in. Be sure and join us next week when we will talk with Kelly Hall about being a member of Generation X.